Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here, back with another Survivor Exit interview. Well, it's been two episodes so far of Survivor Philippines, and the Matt Singh tribe can't seem to get out of its own way as they vote another person out of the tribe. This week it is Roxanne Roxy Morris, uh, who was the latest person to go home. Unfortunately, it was she was the victim of a showmance, and that can be a very tricky thing to have to overcome uh, on a tribe of six people. It's very tricky. Uh, so we're going to talk with Roxy uh, in just a moment. And don't forget, uh, come back later on today for our podcast with Kim Spradlin, the winner of One World. And last night, we did the debut of our new podcast on Wednesday nights after the episode with Stephen Fishback. It's the Survivor Know-It-Alls, the two guys who know everything about Survivor except how to win the game. Uh, We're going to do that every week for you guys at 9.15 p.m. Eastern on every Wednesday right after Survivor ends. You can check that all out at robhasawebsite.com. And I'm being told right now that Roxy is on the line and ready to go. Roxy, are you there? Hi, Rob. Hi, Roxy. Good morning. It is a pleasure to be speaking with you. Hi. Shalom. Shalom. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Roxy, let's get into it. Let's talk about why it was you who ended up going home from the Matt Singh tribe and not Angie. Uh, what What was the ultimate reason with uh, that they decided to go for you and not Angie? I mean, I think it's just it's just pure dynamics, social dynamics of the game being at its best. I mean, it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, like I like I put on blast, Malcolm was all tied up, googly-eyed, involved with Andy. So he's lost. He's already gone. He says, my head, I'm checked out. Well, he's checked in. He's checked into Andy. Okay? And that's, yeah. So that's the situation there. And then you got Denise, who already made an alliance with Malcolm. You know, Malcolm's one of our stronger performers on, in, in the tribe. So the last thing you want to do if you have an alliance with a strong performer is disconnect yourself from them. So whether or not Denise agreed with me that Angie was kind of a waste of time, she's almost forced into having to kind of be in, checked into Angie as well because she's allied with Malcolm. So there you go. On a team of only five people left, if three people <laughs> are in a group, I mean, right. you could talk from now till kingdom come. Until <laughs> Jesus comes back, you're still going home. It's just what right. it is, you know? So I figured, you know what? I know I'm not I'm not the one that should be going home fair and square. I shouldn't be going home. I don't care what anybody says. I know that I'm tougher than Angie. I mean, I'm a chaplain candidate in the United States Army can't be there if you can't pass certain things. So I've already passed the test in life. That's not a question. They knew what they were involved in, and so therefore I was on that that side of the spectrum. So I wasn't going to go out like that. I was going to put people on blast, and I was going to make sure that that was heard. And I know that... And I know that Russell wanted to keep me on, but, you know, I can't blame him. He already knows if he writes her name down, they're going to know it's him. And then he's going to have a hard time if I get voted out, you know, so. Right. It was a tough spot, certainly, for you to be put into and, uh, you know, tough to be a victim of a blossoming romance there uh, in that tribe. Now, did you try to work on Denise at all and try to get her vote? I know you talked to Russell on the show, but did you talk to Denise directly? 
I did. I did talk to Denise. But again, at the end of the day, is Denise going to pick? Yeah, I'm a top girl. But, you know, Malcolm's a guy. And she, at the end of the day, you know, has to choose between, you know, being with Russell and I and then Malcolm Malcolm or and Angie. And I think it's just one of those things where you just got to make a decision and you got to make a decision that you're going to stick with. And, you know, who's going to drop their initial ally, you know, for someone like Russell, who she saw in the first competition, said he didn't want to be the leader, but then became the leader. You can't, you know, that's kind of flaky <laughs> right. there, you know? You think back on that, ooh, do, you, do I really want to ally with a flaky person? E, you know, she's going to go with Malcolm. Malcolm didn't show any of that flakiness. So um, I think it was just, a, you know, an educated decision, an ed- educated guess that she made, and um, and she went with that. You know, at the end of the day, I take some responsibility, but if I'm allied with uh, Russell, I kind of have to, you know, if he does something crazy, I kind of get that too, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're a pair, so she's looking at this pair and that pair, and she's thinking, you know, you know, Malcolm, Malcolm isn't flaky. If he says he's my partner, I believe it, and I'm going to go with it. So, Roxy, did you ever consider cuddling up to Malcolm. You could have beat Angie to the punch. I mean, you're not chopped liver. What about that? Okay, no, no. I don't think, I don't know if I can even receive a paycheck to cuddle up to Malcolm, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, that was definitely not uh, something that I <laughs> that I thought of doing, you know, and, and I think that that was Angie's strategy from the start. So even if I had switched up my game to try to cuddle up with Malcolm, I think I'd probably look like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would still just kind of put a target on my back as in, wow, whoa, she's acting real crazy from the first day that we ever met her. What's up with that? I would probably yeah. put an even bigger target on my back if I decided to switch my game up and do something like that. How about the leadership or lack of leadership from Russell? I mean, we've talked about this a lot so far. He came in and said, hey, I'm not going to be the leader, but then he kind of was. And it seemed like he didn't know which way to go. Would he have been better served to come in at the beginning of the game and say, okay, here's how it's going to go and be more of a leader? Or should he have backed off even more? You know what? I think he should have picked one way or another way and stuck to it. The worst thing in this game is being flaky, flaky, like being one way and then being another way. You, you, all you're doing is putting a target on your back when you do that. He did that from day one, and that's where he went wrong, and he could never have redeemed himself. If being dehydrated made him a better player, then he should have stopped drinking water. That's how I know. <laughs> or whatever. When he was in the game, when he in the past season, you know, when he was dehydrated, he was good to go. His team was doing excellent. This time, he's trying to overcompensate and do too many things, and it's obvious he's looking flaky. It's just not a good game. You know, God always says in, his, in the Bible, you know, his ways are not our ways. And sometimes you've got to do some weird, odd stuff. You know, sometimes you have to do weird, odd things to at least stay in the game. And I think that he came in and he tried to do way too much um, and try to call, cover all his bases to the point where he just started looking like, you know, we couldn't follow. No one could track what he was doing. And so that just makes you look shady when people keep mm-hmm. tracking. Yeah. Now tell me, last week we saw Zane, uh, he sort of gave that speech after Tribal Council. Did that change anything for you guys? Was Russell going to go home if Zane didn't say anything, or were you guys thinking Zane anyway, and that was just the icing on the cake? 
I think the reality is we all love Zane. I mean, I think that was obvious. I don't think people were trying to blindsight Zane. I mean, other people might have, but I wasn't trying to blindsight Zane at all. I genuinely liked him. But I think that when you're playing a game of Survivor with three tribes versus two tribes, you face a kind of a, a different beast. There's no place to hide for anybody. Um, and so with that, it's like every day, everybody's on the chopping block. It's not a matter of, well, I'm kind of quiet. I'll be okay. At least until I make the merge. No, it's a tougher game when there's three tribes. And so when he made that speech, um, it really kind of didn't matter. You're in a place where we need to win. We need manpower. We need strong people. We need people who are going to be able to run, who are going to be able to swim. And when we see you passed out on the floor after being the first leg, in the challenge <laughs> right. season, you know, you could say anything. You could you could come up with the greatest spiel. You could be Johnny Cochran for all we know. Wait, so, now John, Johnny Cochran the lawyer or Johnny Cochran the survivor player? Oh, no, no, no. Johnny Cochran as in, like, the lawyer. Like, you okay, could just yeah. be, like, the best speaker ever. You are going home. I mean, Cochran's a lawyer, too, from the show. But <laughs> you could be, you could give the best speech you want to give. You're going home. And it's just pretty simple. It's one plus one is two. And that's just yeah. what it is. Both are very eloquent. Uh, we've seen the weather has been a big factor yeah. so far on this season with all of the rain uh, coming down. And we saw it wearing on you uh, as well. Just how bad was it with the rain? Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> it just rained so much. It just it was literally remind me of uh, some new the New Testament story when, you know, uh, they talk about, the you know, the palace being plagued with frogs and then being plagued with this and that and just being plagued. I felt like we were being plagued with rain. It just wouldn't stop. It just really genuinely wouldn't stop. And it's one of those situations where you have to say like 10 different prayers before you can literally see it stop. And then you're like, okay, well, what did I do that time in that prayer that made, made the rain stop? I mean, literally, you're, you're playing ping pong with, with God. And you're just like, what did I ever do to be, <laughs> deserve to be in the rain? You know, like this much. And, and, and I just absolutely felt plagued with rain. Um, and I was like, what am I supposed to learn? Like, what am I? What am I supposed to be gaining from this situation? It was like to the point where hearing a raindrop became painful. I hear you. It's the worst part about Survivor. and I don't think that it will ever come across on television just how bad the rain is on Survivor. And you guys have had a bad season so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, so, no, you said at the Tribal Council that you felt like one of the things holding you guys back was that you guys are doing too much work uh, at the camp, and I actually found that to be a surprising answer. Not as surprising as, hey, we need cookies. Uh, that was more surprising, but I thought that was a surprising response uh, from you. You, know, you felt like they were doing too much work. Absolutely. Um, I think everyone has a way of looking at things and being strategic, and um, as a person that's, that, that dwells in the military, um, everything is a strategy. You don't make moves without thinking things through and making the most sense and moving with the spirit of the time is what I love to bring up. Moving with the spirit of the moment is not, you can't, you can't game plan the whole game of Survivor in advance. It just doesn't work. And so what I'm, what I'm looking at here is a tribe who gets to camp. We make fire first before anybody else. You know, after watching the first uh, episode, we make fire first. 
we gather this, we gather that, we get our bed together, we got all this going for us at camp, we go out there into battle, and we can't win. Uh, where's the problem? Your mind's not in the right place. Your mind's not in the right game. And you want to sit up there at the camp and judge pe- people based on who's doing work at camp. Since when did making fire really help us in, in any of the challenges so far? <laughs> Yeah. It hasn't. Bottom line, it hasn't. So if you want to sit up here and, and they making, they're making it about the stuff at the camp because that's what they can do. They're not winning challenges. So let me talk about something I can do. I can build this. I can make fire. So if you're not making fire and you're not building this, you need to go home. Excuses. Pure excuses. Poor, poor strategy. Um, and I was trying to help them out. And if they don't want to be so self-critical and say, hey, you know, maybe she has a point. If they want to look at it from the other way and say, oh, no, she's bringing stuff up that I feel uncomfortable with. Let's get rid of her. Hey, do me like Jesus. And that's exactly what they did. Put me to death. <laughs> oh, my God. Roxy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wow. saying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jesus, too, that uh, it was uh, a booby trap that uh, got him in trouble, right? No. no. <laughs> um, it, it got him in trouble, but it was it was to save us at the end of the day. And so, if if, if, if in reflection, at some point, yeah. they could actually, you know, whatever happens in the future, I don't know. We have to keep watching the show. But if in the future they can, uh, you know, I, I really am interested to see how my words will live on. Okay. How will well, Rock- yeah, we don't want to know anything about the future. Uh, but uh, yeah, Roxy, I just wanted an excuse to say booby trap. I have to say uh, full disclosure. Uh, no, Mm, you shouldn't make it a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, now we saw you, uh, you, you know, quite a bit praying on the show last night. Now, were you speaking in tongues? What was that prayer that you were saying? Yeah, I was praying normally, but um, at the same time, I, I did go into speaking in tongues. Um, and usually, it's something—a language that only God obviously understands. It's something in which, when you're manifested with the Holy Spirit, it's something that God only understands. Obviously, I would have been praying alone, but we are on a reality show, so if the camera pops up, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not on me. That's, you know, that's the way I prayed. I mean, I was raised Pentecostal, um, and it, and it's ever so often it is something that, that does occur in a prayer if it is um, influenced or, you, you know, that comes upon you to, to speak in tongues, and that's exactly what it was. Pretty much straightforward. So that's a language that only you and God know. That it, like twins, that you have your own language um, between no, the two of no. you. No, sometimes you can break out into speaking in tongues, and some people have the gift of translation. So if someone had the gift of translation, they would be able to translate. Like if I was actually say speaking in tongues in front of a congregation, there would be a person who would be able to translate that and say what it is. Sometimes you're speaking in tongues, you're influenced by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, and Roxanne, me, I, would, I may not even know what I'm saying, but, but God knows what I'm saying. So did you know what you were saying when you were speaking in tongues? I did not know what I was saying when I was speaking in tongues. <laughs> wow. But felt, yeah, but I felt at the time that I was being influenced to say, to, to say that prayer in that way. So I felt completely at peace, and I think that that was evident when you saw my face when I was voted out. I felt completely at peace that whatever was going to happen, which I didn't know the future. I didn't know if they were really going to vote me out or not. Yeah. But I felt completely at peace after that prayer. I felt at peace that whatever was going to happen was... Roxy, this is much more interesting than Survivor, I have to say. (laughs) Whatever was going to happen, um, I could be completely at peace to allow it to happen and to not have any second guess about it. All I had to do was go out there 
play a good game as best I could and be honest. And that's exactly what I did. I said what we saw happen. I only talked about something that was obviously going on. And does God like Survivor? Does he like Survivor? I think the question is more, uh, according to the fans, is he interested in Survivor? And I say, if, if I have a God in heaven that knows the count of every hair on my head, everything that I go through in life is important to him. So I bring everything before him, whether it's Survivor, whether it's I'm going to get married, or I'm going to have children. Every single thing that happens in my life, I am not ashamed, and I have a God in which I present all things before him. And so anything important to me that I bring to him is important to him. Okay. Well, Roxy, this is a very interesting stuff. This was a very nice uh, discussion that we got to have about the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it with me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Roxy, what's your favorite kind of cookie? My favorite kind of cookie, I like oatmeal raisin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, I think it's a little boring, Roxy. I got to be honest. Oh, you think it's boring? All right, I fine. You can boring. get the cookie with the M&Ms with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Roxy. So well, thank, thank you so much. All the best. Uh, you, were, uh, you, know, you weren't there for, uh, for too long, but you certainly made it interesting while you were there. And that's thank all that we ask. Much. I'm yeah, happy to always do that. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> bye, Roxy. Bye. All right, there you have it. That was Roxanne Roxy Morris, uh, the latest person voted out of Survivor. Very interesting that uh, who knew that if you uh, start speaking in tongues, you're praying and you, and you don't even know what you're saying. And it's up to God to uh, – God understands it, but you don't know what you're saying. You need a translator to tell you uh, – come in there and tell you uh, what your prayer is about. That's uh, fascinating. I think I need that from uh, these podcasts that I do. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And hopefully there's somebody out there that can understand even a little bit of uh, what I'm trying to say uh, as we're going along. So uh, we got a big show coming up later on in the day today. going to talk with Kim Spradlin, the winner of Survivor One World. If you'd like to ask Kim a question, go to our Facebook fan page at robhasawebsite.com slash Facebook uh, and you can ask Kim a question about what you'd like to hear her uh, answer about either this game that we're watching right now in Survivor Philippines or her game uh, in Survivor One World. So, uh, Or uh, what animal does somebody look like on the show? She is the expert on all things. She's a, uh, she's a, a zoologist almost. That she knows what all the animals look like. And then uh, for you Survivor fans out there, Two new Survivor seasons have just been announced on DVD. That's right. Uh, our friends at Amazon.com have now t- are now taking pre-orders for the epic Survivor classic, Survivor Fiji, and Survivor Cook Islands with uh, not one, not two. About uh, 30 Survivor All-Stars came out of Survivor Cook Islands. You have, of course, Parvati is there. You have from this season... Penner is there. That's his original season. You have Ozzy, uh, who's a three-time Survivor player. You have uh, Dr. Candice, who came back for Heroes vs. Villains. And, of course, uh, he hasn't been back, but he's been back on Rob as a Podcast a couple times. Uh, one of the greatest winners, Yule, also from that season, on Survivor Cook Island. So both those seasons are available on DVD for pre-order. Uh, you can get them through uh, Amazon.com and use the robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon link or go directly to SurvivorOnDVD.com. That's a link to uh, all of the all of the Amazon DVDs of Survivor uh, through Rob's website. So SurvivorOnDVD.com. So I'll be checking back with you guys later on this afternoon. Uh, we'll be talking with Kim Spradlin, 
be a lot of fun. Talk to you guys later. Take care, everybody. Bye.